This week in league, if the ponytail doesn't fit, you must acquit as Dylan Walker beats his DV charge. Israel Folau receives moral support from the Gallenbro Peptist Church for his butt sex hating bigotry. Anthony Seabold can't get Damien Cook to Brisbane, so he settles for someone from the Cook Islands. Plus, we look ahead to round 10 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Three eighteen of this week in league. I'm Nate, and I'm Jay. How you feeling, man? I'm about recovered. <laughs> you're, you're sitting on an inflatable donut. Oh, my asshole is a war zone. <laughs> I'm feeling very low energy at the moment. Yeah, as a uh, a young blonde girl, I feel betrayed by Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Yes. And you wouldn't believe the fucking trouble that I'm having getting my daughter, Khaleesi Daenerys, to school. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've I've stared my morality. (laughs) Lack thereof. Sorry, mortality. (laughs) I was going to say your morality. Yes, if there was any morality, your asshole wouldn't be in the condition that it's in. (laughs) I left that years ago. Yeah, shout out to the revelation of Magic Round, Fat Billy Jack's Chicken. Oh, my God. I tell you, the, these guys need to sponsor us, or probably not, because we're doing it for free anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a poor <laughs> business decision. Oh, let me tell you. I mean, it's a shame that they don't have a bigger space, because if they did, Ooh. if they had a space that was similar to the downstairs at Fritzenberger, where we ended up on the Saturday- Yes. We would have spent the entire fucking weekend there and probably eaten five meals. Yeah. I mean, as it turned out, we ate two meals there. I'm fucking stunned and shocked that we didn't go there on Saturday night and eat dinner. Why didn't we do that? I don't think I had any dinner. I think we just had that lunch and then I don't think we ate anything else all day. Yeah, no, we didn't eat Saturday night. Yeah. That's that's probably one of the downfalls. Probably, yeah. But Mm. oh my God, these fucking guys on Petri Terrace next next to Fritzenberger, the best fucking fried chicken and like a Nashville hot chicken, and uh, I had a burger on the Thursday, on the Friday night, late, and it was great. And then I had the tenders on a Saturday, and fuck me, they were nice. Mm. And you got to go, and if, and if you don't get the the level of heat that they call really fucking hot, then uh, grow some balls, your fucking vaginas, and yes. Although I must, it's say, not that hot. It wasn't crazy hot. It was no, nice. It was crazy hot. Yeah. It was tasty. Yeah. Um. But after that being the only solid food I put in my body over three days, yep. my ass looks like it could have a chapter in Revelations dedicated to it. <laughs> your, your ass looks like it ate Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my ass could enter a Lena Dunham lookalike competition. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um but a good weekend was had by all, and I guess we'll probably talk about that more yes. as we get into it, yeah. Um, news this week, a couple of stories. Uh, the first one that happened just in time for Magic Weekend with uh, Dylan Walker being uh, cleared to return to playing in the NRL after he uh, was found not guilty in a court of law um, for DV charges in uh, on his uh, hot fucking misses. Um 
it's it's hilarious. I mean, I, I understand the burden of proof and the reason why it's there and everything like that. But holy fuck, I mean, the stuff that they had access to, like you know the yeah. the aftermath and like the 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 chest cam or the GoPro, you know, cop GoPro footage or whatever of the the arrest yeah. and everything like that. I mean. And and the and the, and the triple O call, yep. you know, uh, audio, not just the transcript. I mean, it makes me wonder. I mean, you'd almost have to fucking be there <laughs> and see it happening to fucking get convicted. Yeah, a couple of points on this one. Um, this is a situation where the NRL cannot do anything. They like yeah, normal layman, yeah. even by their that. even by their hastily set policies. Yep. He's met the criteria to to you know circumvent yeah. that or whatever, yeah. Um, and and whereas the layperson can look at that and get yeah. a fairly obvious common sense <laughs> idea of what's happened, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the NRL can't do that, or they'll find themselves embroiled in another legal battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an unfortunate uh, side effect of of the world we live in, and a multifaceted complex issue of you know what what happens to women after domestic violence and if the path of least resistance is to return to an abusive partner mm-hmm. then you know there uh there's there's bigger issues here than than playing football well so. I mean, obviously it's just obviously a society society issue and then you know compounded by the obvious shortcomings in the legal system yeah. in terms of uh, successfully prosecuting things like this. Um, How nice would it be just to turn this into this this week in law? Chung, chung. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 How nice would it be is, as part of the proceedings that they were able to say that, you know, if you found guilty then you know or if he's found guilty all of their assets will be liquidated and she gets everything and he gets sweet fuck all so it's, so, so it basically provides like a financial incentive for her to, to the parachute yeah although having said that it might go the other way too in, in terms of like uh, you know trumped up trumped up things in the chance that they get they get, uh, yeah, they but, get if proved, the burden, you know? but if the burden of proof's there if all you need to get off is a social worker Right? Yeah. Now, I'm not belittling social workers. They do great work and a lot of it is social. But for them to get in court and go, I believe that after being in social work for 30 years, I can tell yeah. that her memory's improved and she now accurately remembers something better than she did 10 minutes after it happened. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's the fucking scumbag that's got to sleep at night. Oh, I think there's a lot of scumbags. <laughs> In this, uh, in this scenario, yeah, so scumbags and fun bags, and just close and saying the bad combination. Let he, <laughs> let he who hasn't torn a, pulled on a ponytail to get at the titties, <laughs> cast the first stone. <laughs> yeah, they're not normally holding a baby while you're jamming them. <laughs> <laughs> the life of the life of new parents is is uh, is very time poor <laughs> and opportunities. <laughs> Matt recovers readily. Um, Brad Arthur, hot on the heels of their impressive 60-point demolition at the hands of the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> the Parramatta have, uh, have the first domino has fallen in terms of their retention where they have everybody off contract, including their coach, with Brad Arthur winning a two-year deal, which will take him through to the end of 2021 
with the Eels. Uh, the Gutho thing is still going. A bit of hardball being played there. I believe he has a, a Friday deadline to accept their deal. Yep. Uh, word on the street. I mean, as I said a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, Dylan Walker, regardless of the outcome of the case, internally is not perceived as a Des Hasler guy mm-hmm. uh, in the terms of, uh, I think, just really just in terms of, like, you know, the work ethic and that sort of thing in the in training. Yep. And so he's on a fair bit of money. And so I would imagine that they'll they'll clear him out. And uh, some of that may go to Gutho if they if they wish, mm-hmm. uh, but we shall see. And uh, the thing that you said though, and I agree with you, Manly aren't paying overs for it. Manly aren't interested in. Yeah, there's uh, spe- there's there's oh, this fucking all this speculation that you know Gutho could be fullback, and uh, and you know Turbo could then you know become you know be a centre or you know five eighth or something. Yeah. And I mean he does have ball playing skills. I mean you know linking up with Cherry Evans going down the left hand side is very successful, and he does lay on as many tries as he scores. Or do you, or do you buy Gutho as a I guess a cover. Well, the, you know, he's and, so he has such great utility value, but I mean that's not top. That's not a top dollar. Like a utility guy, you need to yeah. You that's what I'm saying. Bit, yeah. So, but if he if he were to play fullback, and uh, you know, and, and I just wonder if he if he was to come in as fullback, then I mean that would have to be with the blessing of Turbo, and apparently the three of them, the the Travoyevich brothers and and uh, and Garth are like best mates, and they play at Monavale together, juniors. So they're actually trying to they're they're trying to work on him as well to say fucking. Yeah, come back go. sort of thing so who knows how you know and anything that keeps the turbos happy then you know great but um one thing i think i think gutho does offer some i don't i don't, I don't think he's obviously he's not as uh, strong with his you know return carries of the ball and stuff mm-hmm. like that however he's probably i think he's probably better under the high ball or it or it's not better under the high ball i think better under you know under the grubber because turbo's pretty tall and you know the, and he does seem to struggle a little bit with the yeah, grubbers and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe it is a good thing. Um, but um, it will all, no doubt, come to. But um, yeah, Arthur has uh, done great fucking things with the yields. I mean, he finally gets his extension after he's returned them to the form that they anticipate the yields to to demonstrate, which is yeah, getting fucking flogged. So <laughs> <laughs> after after all his flirtation with being a top side, <laughs> they've decided he's finally got that eels DNA back into their play, getting fucking nearly seventy put on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that was uh, yeah. truly magical. Again, when there is a situation with all of those players off contract, yep. I'm I'm not unhappy if if I'm a Parramatta fan. If I'm a Parramatta fan, I'm generally unhappy. But in this instance, yeah. I'm not upset that they've taken the coach and put the stability piece in first. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because then it makes negotiating with the rest of your players, at least they know. Especially, if, well, if there are ones that are there that, you know, they're, they're staying is contingent on on Arthur being on there because they, because they, you know, whatever they, like they feel, him. they have a rapport. Yeah, 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 exactly. If they like his coaching and they feel, they feel his coaching has benefited them, blah, blah, blah. They obviously yeah. you know, had a blunt force trauma and forgot. Problem, problem, of course, with the, with Paramount having so many players off contract means they can't really seek out too many new players because they've got enough fucking problems that it is upgrading yeah, all these it. other, you know. So, anyway, mm. better them than everyone else. Correct. Uh, Manu Vardavai saw this one. This this article, it just it snuck under the radar and I chucked it in the notes this morning <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a good little fucking sleeper. And then, then it starts, you know, going around Twitter like late this afternoon and on the Facebook group going, God damn it. But, um... <laughs> It's just like the most Manu Vatify thing ever. And uh, obviously, yeah, through the entire history of this show, I mean, you know, when he was playing for many, many seasons and the whole thing was rocks and diamonds and which then, which then became the, 
the the general warriors term, but Marnie yeah. was like one week he's scoring a hat trick and trucking guys over the fucking try line. It. The next week he's dropping every bomb that comes his way and letting in tries. Well, it just happens in general life as well. He's doing dancing in the star, dancing with the stars in New Zealand at the moment. And there was a video today. I saw it on Fox Sports. How many sure. other stars have they got in New Zealand though? Yeah, well, fucking when they do that show here, I mean, there's like, you know, have you heard of them all? It's okay. So it's got to be Manu Vatavai. Yep. Jake the Mus. Jake the Mus and the guys from Flight of the Concords. Uncle Bully. Who's Uncle Bully? Cliff Curtis is he Kiwi. You want to play Uncle Bully? In in what's worries, the ones that fucked Jake the Mus's daughter and got shit beating him in. Yeah, but Cliff Curtis is probably more famous actor than Uncle Bully is. I mean, than fucking Jake the Mus is. Tim is. Nah, he was in. Star Wars and Aquaman. He's Aquaman's dad. Yeah, but see, the thing about Cliff Curtis is he can play a Maori, he can play an Arab, he can play a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> he's been so many, he's, he's so versatile. <laughs> so they got a Flight of the Concords guy, yeah, Manu Vatavai. Yeah, but they so, wouldn't. But it wouldn't Jake be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Jermaine Clement though. It'd be Brett. It wouldn't be Je- like because Jermaine's the more recognisable one, so it'd be the less recognisable yeah. one. That's it. Who else they got? Sam Neill, he's too big, see? Yeah, exactly. See, even fucking Jake the Muscle is too big. For yeah. There'd be someone off Shortland Street. Like, there's not Jake the Muscle. I mean, he was on, a, you know. What? Shortland Street. It's like, the, it's like Kiwi Neighbours. Oh, okay. Neighbours. 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 Can I borrow your chili bin, bro? Let's go on, Warriors, bro. <laughs> Get the chili bone and say, hey, bro. <laughs> so they say, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what we going to have for dinner? Pushing chips a fucking one. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> We got some Kiwi listeners, so I'm sure that, that they are feeling very proud of their country right now because we have talked it up way better than it actually is. Yeah. Yep. Um. You see, they, they've got like successes, <laughs> and then like people that we never we can't even talk about because we wouldn't have a fucking clue. Um. There's probably some like ex fucking rugby union guys as well in there, you know, to balance out the money Vatavai. Yeah. Maybe a female rugby player. Yeah. Anyway. He's in there and he's dancing with this uh, this uh, woman, Lauren Reynolds, and the video you've seen the video yes, I've on seen the articles, and he drops her right in her fucking head. And uh- do you know what? It's all it's almost like he's a robot and his batteries went dead because he just fucking is <laughs> and he doesn't move. And I mean, you know, he's a big guy. I mean, he's yeah. no real excuse for dropping like you know a forty kilo dance partner partner on the uh, head first on the ground. There's about as much excuse for dropping a. 400 gram rugby league balls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, was, you know, probably the, probably the same sort of weight when you t- factor in the velocity of it coming down from the rafters yeah, of the field, you know, after the bomb. True. Um, so, yeah, just uh, the moral of the story is Marty Vadavai still, still got a drop in him <laughs> when, it com- when it comes to the big games. Uh, he's actually, it says he's, he's one of only eight couples remaining. Fuck, they wouldn't start with more, many more than eight, would they? Well, they got the top score for the salsa. So, uh, obviously, she's uh, past the HIA. And I thought that had a different name in New Zealand. What do you call it? What would you call it? Chopping up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got any other news things you want to talk about? Oh, not that they're serious. All right. Well, then we'll fucking leave it there.
right. Okay, so the recaps. And um, we decided, I don't know if you remember this because we're fucking fucked up. <laughs> Oh, but, fuck. What, but we said, we, 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 well, fuck. we were fucked up on Sunday morning. Yeah. But what we said was <laughs> that who the fuck knows what happens in these games? <laughs> <laughs> and if we do, who can remember? So what we're going to do is we were going to, we said, what we'll do, we'll just, we'll just make up whatever we think happened. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh. prepare for the most accurate post-game analysis in the history of the fucking rugby league, <laughs> let alone this show. Uh, Thursday night, um, the Sharks, 26 to feed the Titans, 18. And uh, it was, you know, allegedly part of Magic Round, but my three-day pass didn't cover it. So I Not believe that is fake news. Uh, the uh, Sharks, 26, a double to uh, John Morris, a double to Aaron Gray uh, and Gallon with a try. Uh, Flanagan, one of four conversions and Gallon, one of one. Titans, 18, tries to Copley, Brinson, Peachy, and Gordon, three of three conversions. So this one actually, because it wasn't a part of Magic Ground, it wasn't a part of um, alcoholic amnesia. (laughs) No, yeah, I did actually see this game (laughs) as well. Um, The the Titans, I thought, started this one pretty well. They got in and and really tried to match intensity with the Sharks. Mm -hmm. But then they, they started to get into that Titans-esque style of just one one player in it in an offensive play trying something stupid just and they weren't they weren't terrible but it was for just, much of the second half yeah. they were just very like they were just very average and which allowed and which allowed Cronulla to, to creep back into it and where it really came undone was when it was actually tied up yes and it was still just all to play for for both sides but then the Titans. Just well, no. Let's say Tyrone was, Peachy, yeah. Tyrone Peachy gave away like it was five penalties in like fucking fifteen <laughs> yeah. minutes or something, and uh, and and even after all that, they still had a chance to win when they went the short kickoff and they almost pulled the you end. Know, just yeah. things just not yeah. quite sticking, and yeah. And uh, then the ultimate of insults, and which was actually the only part of the game that I really enjoyed. And I'm I'm not a Gallon fan, but I am a New South Wales Origin fan, and I you know I have been at Suncorp. When when those those fucking red headed maroon jersey wearing cunts have been you know fucking insufferable, and so for Gallon to take the fourth tackle hit up and score, turn it into a try, and, and then kick the conversion and fucking you know up your ass to the Queenslanders <laughs> in what's uh, you know said to be probably his last appearance at the stadium. Yeah, it was just fucking magical. Here's the thing though, <laughs> I think I think Paul Gallon is is the manly of players. Like, he's there thriving on this hatred that everyone has for him and Queenslanders yep. hate him and it's this, yep. this, I think he severely overestimates how much Queenslanders actually care about him. I, if anything, I, it's a pity thing that they look I, at him and just think he's a bit of a dick. I, re- no, I, I, reckon, they, I reckon they hate him enough. Nah. I mean, the, the it's it's... I don't think he's beloved by New South Wales as much as he thinks. Not and, at all. and certainly non-Sharks fans... You know, uh, uh, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, but he not, had a stadium no. full of Titans fans. They're, they're well, not. No, well, that's a, that's a fucking oxymoron. Sorry, right he had there. a third of a stadium of <laughs> Titans fans. Yeah. Um, really, twenty six busloads of Titans fans. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, Christ. how many people fit on a bus? Hundred. I don't know. 
So it's still not fucking, so it's still only like two and a half thousand people. You've just reminded me, we spoke about that at Magic Round 2. What was that? The bus. Which bus? The grand final. Oh, oh, did we? Yeah. No, I wasn't present for that conversation. Yeah, you were. Oh, fucking wasn't. (laughs) Yes, you were. Was I? Yep. What what, what did we decide? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Where where were we talking about it? I've, I've, like, I'm, I've. In the pool room. Yeah, I don't think I was part of that conversation. Yeah, hundred percent, you were. No, no, I may have, I, I may have been there. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I was part of that conversation though. Um, anyway, I remember talking about it, but it doesn't feel like it was like magic round. It felt like some other time. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, where? Oh, I, I fucked if I can remember. Um, <laughs> let's go to the twitters. Uh, LV 5 said, uh. Bryce Cartwright denied a try, much like his children will be denied a second birthday. Uh, Josh underscore Gunton won. That cherry is so fast. Where was he in both runaway tries? Mm. That guy, that, that kid's head is just. I get. I, I. I feel like it's what you see when you see a triple O pitch, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special K online. Gallon with a fourth tackle settler for the win. Suck me from behind. And he's uh, specifically called out uh, Hammers on that one. Uh, biggest Tiger. I wanted Scott Prince's uh, Titans to give the record to Gal so much, but watching the old horse kick a conversion and telling Brisbane to was also pretty good. Yeah. Can I, can I just say here, um, mm-hmm. I've seen the real special K online unearthed. Mm-hmm. And uh, whilst he's Mr. Hardcore telling everyone to suck him from behind and this and da 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 Turns out, you know what else he is? What's that? He's the guy that writes fucking nine paragraph sonnets on Mother's Day to a to- pregnant woman who, who looks after a dog. Hasn't hasn't, esta- hasn't established motherhood credentials at all. He's yeah, at like, all. Like it, basically, he's no better than Josh Reynolds at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Done no more than Josh Reynolds. Yeah. And he's he's that fucking bitched that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um So he's telling he's he's tell, he's telling Twitter to, to to suck him from behind and you know, come and this and you know that's everything. It. Finger my fucking yeah. anus. But, but on Facebook it's like uh And Instagram. Like, yeah, and, and it's yeah, Instagram. He, he he's basically a, a short pudgy he's, seal. <laughs> Baby, I compare you to a mother, even though you don't have a kid. Uh, X Factor underscore puppy cuck. Well, last night's game wasn't a complete waste of time. I managed to teach some Irish backpackers the finer points on calling Gallon a peptide munching cunt. GG351 <laughs> underscore Johns would have been proud. Yes. Tigers 30, Panthers 4. Now, this one is on the Friday night, the first game. This one, we, we, we went in the wrong gate, like not not unintentionally. Like, we, like we, we're going this gate because it's closer to where we're Caxton Street, and then we'll walk around the concourse and get to our seats. So, the first try, so we were the, probably like a well, bay let, or two away let from me our- put this in. Yeah. So, kickoff was at six. Correct. We scanned our tickets at 5.57. Mm-hmm. By the time we walked- Halfway around Suncorp. And that was not- inclu- And we didn't stop to get drinks at that stage no. either. We were just looking for the bay. And then got to our seats. Mm-hmm. By the time my ass hit the seat, it was 18 now. 
Like, I think it was, it was 12. No, was it? it was I mean, 18 now. I thought the second one came in as we were going and the third no, one I came. Saw, I saw the second one as we were walking <laughs> down yeah. the steps to the seat. Yeah. <laughs> and the third one was as we went in. Yeah, yeah. And then the fourth one happened. Got to happen. It happened right in front of us, where um, yeah, the we had the pleasure of uh, of seeing Josh Mantor's gigantic fucking ass Jesus that he no doubt that, that he no doubt Christ. cultivated during his time when you know recuperating from face off surgery. <laughs> and oh my god, and and you know his old face used to know how far from the sideline he is, <laughs> and his new face. Doesn't seem to realise that the line under his feet is ten metres in from touch, not the touch line. <laughs> he is as fucking dropped as Jake Turbo was as a baby this week. <laughs> Fuck me, Dad. And then, so then this game, and well, it's like they, were, they were racing. That's they got to like twenty four nil, and it was only like about fucking feels like it was like sixteen minutes yeah. or something like that. They were beating the clock, but like we're well, and then yeah. it just then and then they, then the time just got sucked back and sucked back, and both sides stopped playing around the thirty minute mark. Yep. So what we were then subjected to was another fifty minutes of a game where neither team gave enough of a fuck to do anything to either seal it into a flogging or just to you know try and make a comeback. And the thing that fucks me off about this is the West Tigers did really did nothing special. Ran no- Devare three times. Yeah. And and in a team where yeah, that edge was the closest thing we had to, to stable, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and Faro being a, a well renowned defender. Yep. Um, and you know, who can put on a hit in his time. Mm-hmm. If you look at the teams that were perennial cellar dwellers for the last couple of years, they were poor teams. You looked across those teams and you looked at their rosters and mm-hmm. you said, well, you know, it's not surprising that they're there. Yep. And they would get into games and they would show, you know, flashes of, of And sometimes they jag one or whatever or, and yeah. This. This Penrith side- Seriously, do not give a fuck. Now, I don't know if that's a conscious fucking passive-aggressive thing mm-hmm. against something that's going on internally in the club and they're all out there trying to, you know, just do do the bare fucking minimum. I don't know if it's a confidence issue. I don't know if it's a smarts issue. Yeah. Well, but- certainly confidence is low. Yeah, confidence is though. Smarts, is, I, I, it can't be a smarts issue because they've played well, you know, last year. The issue then for me becomes how I'd be a hundred percent happy if I could see week on week improvement. Yeah, you know there there was a little glimpse of it in the Sharks game, mm-hmm. but since then there really hasn't been too much to crow about, and there's been some drops this week, and and some players will be playing Reggie's. That's fair enough. Uh, but very quickly, there needs to be an internal recalibration of the direction this football team's going. Now, I think was it was it Uncle Wayne last year that came out and said, "Oh, we're not even going to focus on winning." Or something when the Broncos were going through their shit patch. Sounds anyway, like it. Yeah, someone. You would never ever say that winning a football game isn't important to you. Mm-hmm. But what they do fucking need are some small internal victories. There needs to be something that that team, as a team, is working towards. Yep. I don't care if it's holding onto the ball. 
I don't care if it's not, you know, if it's not making errors in your own third of the field. I don't care if it's improving tackle effectiveness in the middle. Let's compress a little bit and just mm. make sure no one gets us through the middle. We're going to struggle out wide. Fair enough. We'll, we'll um, you know, scramble if we need to try and get there. But I don't see any of those players that have the confidence in their teammates to make decisions. You know, I, I don't see attacking players who are confident to take chances because they know that there's going to be players outside them or backing up through the middle. I, I don't see forwards that are confident enough to get in and make a heavy first impact because they know that everyone will jam in behind them to cover the hole they leave. Yeah. It's just an entire team of people that's not doing anything together. And it's fucking sad to watch. I said They're losing to you together? Night, they certainly are. I said to you on the other night, I'm past anger or surprise or whatever, yep. and I am dead set just at the same level of fucking apathy as that team. Yep. And look, the West Tigers did, uh, you know, it was obviously tremendous work to score, like, you know, it felt like, was it, was it, was it actually back-to-back-to-back off kickoffs yep. or was it, yeah. And it was certainly like back-to-back set, back to yeah. sets, like three, yeah. Um, they did, a, they did a wonderful job building a, a commanding lead, but holy shit, they should have gone on with this and fucking scored, you know, 50. I mean, it, it, both sides, it was such a punish of a fucking game to get through after about the 30-minute mark. Yeah. Because both sides stopped playing. Penrith were n- never going to do anything. Mm. And, uh, and and look, they they barely had, I mean, even they, I mean, they got the one try, but then they, there was like maybe two other occasions in the entire game where it yeah. looked like they were fucking close or they not made e- like a break even, or, you know. Not even did they get up and even feel like they were turning the momentum in the game. And believe me, when you're going down like, you know, 24 nil, um, you know, when it's only, you know, let's say it was 20, 20 minutes yep. into the game or something like that. So, I mean- you got a long fucking time to claw back those points, especially yeah. when West Tigers weren't looking, you know, they weren't looking That's like it. they were going to do anything. So they they certainly, they very much got comfortable into just, you know, just you know, getting through their sets. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and I guess to their credit, they, they were getting through their sets and they weren't giving Penrith, you know, great ball in, you know, in a shit position for themselves. But, you know, Penrith weren't doing anything with it anyway, but um, it was just a very yeah. fucking boring game. Like, yeah. Look at this fucking team, you know. West Tigers, 18 missed tackles. Penrith, 36 missed tackles. Yep. West Tigers, seven errors. Penrith, 12 errors. Hmm. It's it's all of these really small, simple things. Like, what's the one thing that everyone in a rugby league team has to do? Tackle. Mm -hmm. You would assume that, that the basics would be there. Well, they've been doing it since they're, you know, presumably since they're around six. Yeah. So... It... It, it really does start to worry me again, and I'll say that there's no week on week. And that's when I start to worry about, well, hang on, are the people that are in charge up there really cognizant and in a position to sit down with these people and say, this is what we need. No one likes it. No one wants to admit that this is what we need. But here are the stats of our last games, and here's the vision of our last games. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ, when there's seven line breaks against us, um, this is what we need to work on, tackle effectiveness. Yep. That's it. Yep. Fuck everything else. This is all we're doing. Yeah. Probably a bit extreme, but that's what <laughs> I'm Queenslander 22. Every time I feel bad about the Broncos, and yes, I know they're shit at the moment, I watch the Penrith Panthers and it makes me feel better. 
The former 96. How should a Penrith hope their halves aren't wearing blue at origin time? Fucking joke if they are. I hope Damn they're not straight. either. Alpha Ben RL. What a fucking washout. Game was over in the first 25 minutes. Mansour is just broken. So sad. I want to take his face off. Fuck, that got dark. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if it was meant to be that dark. Uh, fat, hairy, lazy. When I was 17, I was having sex with my girlfriend at the time. I was about to come when my parents came home unexpectedly. I jumped off quick with a swollen knob and chucked on some jeans. When I zipped up, my dick was in the zip. That didn't hurt as much as this game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. The Broncos 26 to be the Miami Manly Sea Eagles 10. Um... Broncos tries to Milford Oates, uh, Gillett Boyd for feeder, Stags three or five conversions, Manly tries to Coruscant and Gachevsky, uh, Garrick one of two conversions. Finally, as was my fear when we were talking about the game last week, finally we it's not so much the team you can put out on the paddock for the game. I mean, I feel I've done a fairly good job of uh, you know just setting some sort of lineup of warm bodies and then you know sticking to a plan and, and having you know some success from it. But it's when a team when it's already so many so stressed at the seams and then they lose like another three in or so in the course of a fucking game. Yeah, that's I it. mean, they could, stretching to seventeen was fucking tough. But then when you've got to stretch that, <laughs> when you've got to stretch fourteen guys, it's just they just got fucking they just got worn out. That's you know, it. through the course of the game, um, there's unlucky with a couple of disallowed tries in the first half that would have given them a commanding lead which is kind of one of the things that they've taken advantage of in recent weeks in like building up a lead and then just defending it to the death. Yep. Um, and, you know, I don't want to go into a big diatribe about the Islamophobia and outright racism in the NRL, you know, uh, denying two tries to the Lebanese winger, uh, Abbas Miski. Um, Why don't you take Mansour off our hands? You'd have double the... Uh- Double the double, double the double the slow, double the slow levos on the, on the wings, yeah. Um, no, I don't think I don't think we need Mansour. Uh, we sure. want we want guys that are going. Yeah, we want guys that are going to put in. Fuck, I wish Barrett was there. <laughs> yeah, Barrett would probably fucking buy him, but alas, he he's not going to be there. Maybe. Nice Brown two point <laughs> yeah. Um, and really, that's all that came down to it. I mean, the Broncos, you know, once again, their their forwards played uh, played fairly well. I mean, it was a wet a wet kind of game. It started raining probably about. What you know, halfway That's through right, the Tigers too. game, Tigers Panthers game, mm. and uh, so so it got a little bit wet. Um, but I just it just manly ran out of the troops. I was worried about the half situation being able to put on some points, and that and that's what came to pass as well. I mean, it did get down to like the last sort of you know twelve minutes or something. They scored, and it was like twenty two to ten, and it, you know it looked like they were you know they were still they were still close enough at that stage. But they just didn't have the fucking. They just didn't have the troops to to be able to yeah, mount to, to be able to mount anything. I mean, because they were fucking rooted. Um, and uh, that's really, that's all there is to really say about it. And once again, I mean, they did, they dug in and, and you know, they performed brilliantly with what they had, but they just, in the end, they were just worn down. Yep. Um, more so. It's fucking funny, old Turpin. Yeah, Turpin has one of those heads that just says, I have a hole in my pants pocket so I can jack off in front of schools. <laughs> uh, Adam Brackman. Brisbane win this game. They do not deserve it. I fucking hate Manly, but they won this game. Guts, heart, and yeah, they've got my respect. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm not sure they Hemsworth. deserve to win it. Like they, they got some injuries, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But I think I think that well, you know, I believe Panthers have won it in the past with the So Brave Award. Is uh, <laughs> is, uh, is is the award that we give to the moral victors? That's it. <laughs> um, 
I see Hemsworth, oh, is it 21? Just I'm not quite seeing the uh, full handle on there, but uh, it's a, I believe it's the star of uh, Marvel's uh, Thor movies, Chris Hemsworth. Um, I didn't know what you were talking about until I seen Jake Turpin's head. Absolute dead ringer for Samuel Tarly on a diet. And uh, Alpha Benarel, the worst thing about that game was seeing Darius score followed by Lockyer practically noshing him off post-game. Poor old biscuit bird. Back to Maccas for you. Oh, and yeah, fucking Bird, just when he, he actually was having a pretty good game and, was it was, and, good. and it was like he was finally getting himself back to, I mean, he was so far removed from Sharks days, yeah, Bird. However, it. he's definitely, he was starting to get towards, you know, what you would consider his best version yeah. of Brisbane, Jack Bird. And then he fucking does his ACL out for the season. And uh, when we were watching it, I was saying like you know that um that Sipley broke his leg, but I think some some sort of knee injury now. But I mean that was a bad one too because it was like the report was that the players heard yeah yeah. Crack. And um I saw the injury report today, it was something about knee, but um I thought it was a broken leg. But uh yeah, fucking straight for the straight for the old uh, green whistle, the old green whistle, yeah, the it old did. the old Dugan dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in general saunas as platoon. <laughs> oh, he joined. I, th- I believe he'll. Uh, he ranked up very quickly. Um, I mean, he was. <laughs> I think he was through through one whistle before he even fucking got the stretch. Before I got the cab out. Uh, poor cunt though. Um, the Knights twenty two defeat the Dogs ten, and um, this one Heimel Hunt. Ponga, Pierce, and Fitzgibbon scored tries. Ponga, three or four conversions. Uh, the Dogs, 10 tries to uh, Ramus Smith and Will Hopawade with me and one of two conversions. Um, These are the ones where I'm going to start to like make up yeah. shit that happened because I remember watching um, this. Uh, at least I can remember tracks of this game. but obviously- I remember Ponga scored at the end and, and off you- a potential ref's fault. Yeah, it was a potential rest fault, but not only that, everyone's like going, oh my fucking God, Kellen Ponga, what a stamp. But he stepped Kieran, Kieran Foran, who's got no fucking knees, no yeah. fucking hamstrings. He's got the body of an 86-year-old. Yeah. How much lateral movement do you require to step that? I think it'd be harder to step me, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, maybe just because I haven't got a man bun, maybe that adds a level yeah, of difficulty that's true. to it. Yep, there was a lot of talk about Foreign's man bun oh, made a return. Yep, yep. Um, I want to say that the dogs it's like a cunt helmet, really. Were, I mean, you <laughs> are regressing, and that youthful new baby dogs energy that came out of them a couple of weeks ago is almost gone yeah but when you get the when you've got the you know some of the catalyst behind the the baby dog energy in like lewis and ogden like getting dropped for this game like what did that what did that fucking passion merchant expect there you go I mean, so then maybe they'll come back next week and they'll be like all hungry because of their you know week being dropped yeah and they should be all you know you drop me again, cunt, I'll fucking sign <laughs> elsewhere because look what happened to your fucking shit team. Yeah, true. Uh, awkward, uh, awkward game for the doggies to watch. The Knights weren't as great as they fucking think. No. Um, I think Pierce is starting to come good and- Well, he's and- been he's been very good the last three weeks. He's been like the only good player. I mean, and when I say talk about the, the only good player, I mean the only good player and at the Newcastle Knights. Yes. From one to 17, especially including one. <laughs> Oh, I also remember how unnerved we all were when Ponga stepped up to take his shot. 
because of his fucking the secret rangerness yeah, to him. Yeah, that's it. and just a completely untrustworthy looking secret yeah. ranger, sinister. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, little Buffalo, Mitch Pierce, Gal, all those cucks that couldn't score, let alone win at Suncorp, having their little moments in the sun. Hashtag Let's Go Tim Manor. Hashtag Your Next Virgo. Uh, LVO5, three in a row cunts. How good? How goddamn good? You keep hating, we'll keep winning. Now, let me just let me just hold you up right there. Let me catch that one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've been hating for fucking decade now. A decade on air and a lifetime beforehand. And let me tell you, you ain't won much of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what. The way this is, this is how this is going to work. I'm going to keep hating and you're going to fucking crack first and start losing. I guarantee it. <laughs> yes. If there was a market on it. Yes. I would, I would be shorting Newcastle winning. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. A display of inept, lazy, and uninterested footy by the dogs, but fair dink and the Knights and top four aspiration team struggled to beach this bun- beat this bunch of pub footy players. Shit game, shit ground, and shit magic round. Just get back to normal home and away games, you fuckards. <laughs> so you weren't there, GT. You would have fucking loved it. It was great. Uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. It only took till around nine for the Knights not to fuck me. And listening to Nate say Manly we're going to win, I picked them. So another perfect week, not incoming. Well, there's your f- first mistake. I actually, this is the this is the tip. Everything I said led led me to, led to believe that Manly were going to lose the game. And then at the end, I said Manly 13 plus. I mean, you got to fucking you can't just listen. So, <laughs> um, Aussie Jag, the dogs get fucked by a dog fucker. It must be magic. Uh-huh. Warriors 26 to feed the Dragons 18. This one uh, tries to Parsi, a double to Hiku. Fusatua and Malmalo with tries. Herbert, three of five conversions. Dragons 18 tries to Lomax field McInnes. Uh, Lomax, two or three conversions and a penalty goal. I, I can't remember fucking I minute one of this game. well and truly sourced in this game. I, I don't know if I you rem- can see the flow of the play or anything, but I feel like the Dragons were like up like 18 nil or 18 No, they, I remember the Dragons being up. Yeah. And I remember um, that was when there were a couple of people playing pool. <laughs> Not that that has anything to do with the game. <laughs> and, oh, that uh, was that game of pool that went for like fucking three hours because no one could sink a fucking ball. Yeah. That was, <laughs> um, they, then the Warriors started to come back on them. Okay. And everyone was joking and laughing about, oh, how funny would it be if the choke happened? How funny would it be? And then the choke happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And that's honestly, I, got, I can't comment. I got no no comments other than, uh, yeah, hilarious. What I do remember was that the first, no, second try, the second try of the Dragons. Yep. Was one of the, I'd love to see these sorts of tries where it was Graham, Right into the line, short ball to Vaughan, broke through as he's getting the legs tackled, turns, pops the offload. Yep. And then a back off forget who scored the try. Followed up through Pick the one. middle and, yep. and just ran away with it. But the whole, you know, forwards causing the big line guy, break. big guy, oh, yeah. Fucking yep. love it. Yep. Fucking love it. Um Ben Dunn forty three. This is one thing I didn't see. I didn't see Ben Hunt dropping it again. I saw all the aftermath of him, but I didn't actually see that, I don't think. No. Uh, but he said, death, t- death taxes and Ben Hunt dropping kicks when it matters. The only certainties in life. Uh, Trotters, Devonhead said, uh, nothing about this, ma- nothing magic about this round at all. 
Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's second week in a row where we've held the lead and had to listen to the second half in the car to pick up my wife from work. If any Tool Nation is interested in purchasing a 2015 Toyota Hilux, wife thrown in for free, let me know. <laughs> Underscore JDHD. Is Mary feeding these cunts quaaludes at halftime? Two weeks in a row, they've gone into halftime and control of the game and they've come out and choked like the pack of hunts they are. Speaking of which, where are my Mars bars? I'll tell you, this one should be sponsored by Mars. Like, there's so many Mars bar tweets. Everyone, everyone has now become not like a choking thing. It's just become, my team's Hutchins. losing. I'm going to start fucking loading up fucking Mars bars on my ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You don't have to choke. It's just really losing in general is making people reach for the Mars bars now. <laughs> At the moment, I look like I've shoved raisinets up there. <laughs> you see, you you could probably dig a fucking frozen Mars bar at the moment. Oh, that, would, be- that would probably be a massive relief. <laughs> I, seriously, I'd, I'd put it in and it'd go. <laughs> uh, Storm 64 to feed the Eels 10. Uh, this one was uh, the Saturday night one. Uh, Storm 64 came double to Munster. Uh, Finucane, a double to the Fox. Hughes, Curtis Scott, Vooney, Croft, Pappenhusen, uh, and Bromwich also all with tries. Uh, Smith, 8 of 10 conversions, and Chambers got his only shot. Uh, penalty goal to Cameron Smith. The Eels, 10 tries to Lane and Sivo, and uh, Moses, 1 of 2 conversions. All right, so I'm just, again, going to guess, because I just remembered people going, fuck again. Oh, they're in again. Oh, fuck, they're in again. <laughs> See, I remember, when it was, I remember when it was a close game. And At then and, and and I was, and I was like okay this is this is you know the way it is and then mm. then then I you know turned my back to the telly or you know was start you know went and started drinking or played a game of pool or something and then people were like start laughing at the result like oh it's you know they're going to yeah. get fifty and I was like oh fuck they got they're getting sixty so it was the first half yeah. again you know went in it was what was it twenty four six or something or twenty yep. eight in six then I'm just going to go from a a guess here looking at the stats only because Parramatta missed 45 tackles. Melbourne also made 12 errors. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that Melbourne got to the stage where they were basically being tunnel balling and fucking yeah, throwing around the back. And-, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and actually laughing when the errors came off, knowing that their families were not at risk. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see where it all went wrong. Yeah, and like, like, don't get me wrong. I didn't, wouldn't have had the time to watch like all of the games, like because you know usually yeah. watching them as they actually fucking happen. Yeah, but I mean, I, pro- I probably could have gone like you know the extended highlights, mm. but I didn't feel like it because I fucking because <laughs> I'm still not fucking completely recovered just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, <coughs> fill it out in your heads. Jay Bartley ninety said, "Can I borrow your Mars bar collection while I Google how to tie a noose?" Cheers, uh, Trotters. Uh, Rugby League hasn't seen carnage like this since JDB took a girl to an apartment to use a toilet. X-Factor underscore puppy cuck. Bellamy just made the call to release the hostages. Uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. The motherfucking storm are back, bitches. Come on now. And uh, the real TK16. There is nothing better than watching the eels get cunt punted in Magic Mike round. Hashtag Cam's fault. Hashtag cunt punt. Good on them. The Roosters, 30, to feed the Raiders, 24. Sunday afternoon, first game. The Roosters, first try to Ikevalu, uh, a double to Mitchell. Kronk and Tedesco also with tries. Uh, Mitchell, two of three conversions. Uh, Takeaho, two of two conversions. And a penalty goal to Luttrell. Raiders, 24. Tries to Croker. Nickel Clockstad, White and Oldie. Uh, Croker, three of four conversions and a penalty goal. 
Greatest thing to come out of this one mm-hmm. was uh, long-time super fan, Mr. Wars, putting a bet on. Oh, I don't know about this. This is Losing. And then at the airport the next day, or after he'd gotten back to Singapore the next day, messaged me and tells me he was so blind he fucked his bed up and backed the roosters. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have so, been short then. All he was... I mean, accidental gambling wins are the best. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, he had a, he had a decent win. He had his win on Friday night when he backed SR Masters to score, try any time, and Tigers to win. Yeah, and he also had another bet on, I think, for Robbie to score any time. But that one yeah, didn't come through. No, but didn't um, come but uh, um, look, the, the Roosters did that rooster thing where they got in and and really just performed clinically. Like they've almost got a little bit of that Melbourne. Yeah, let's say for them. the first for the first seventy minutes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um and whilst the final score looks very, very, very close, I think it flatters the Raiders more so. They did put some pressure on the back end and they were coming home strong. And like they they, they almost had the chance to Yeah. I mean they, they I mean they came close. They did. It's but, funny Raiders the team come, coming back at the end and yeah uh, and almost snatching yeah, it rather it. than uh, losing it from an unlosable position. I I didn't feel that the Roosters were ever properly rattled or or properly yep. you know scared of of what was coming at them. Tedesco was an absolute standout in this game. He was doing just that freakish Tedesco shit, and I don't know if I'm just imagining it because he's. Yeah, so good at it and so proficient at it. Do you see far fewer fullbacks um, pushing up in the middle of the field anymore? Is it well, the, is it that they're not doing it, or is it that no, I feel I feel like they are in? You know, guys like you know Tedesco is certainly no, he did, oh, yeah, and he was yeah. doing that all game, yeah, yeah. and you know it paid dividends for him definitely. Yeah. But but I just feel I don't see it as much from other teams. I don't know, I might be wrong, but um, yeah, obviously Tedesco's the best in the business at it. And the Roosters just have answers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yeah. The, the recuperative powers, though, of, I mean, it was Latrell Mitchell in this game was like New South Wales, we've got to, you know, with, with Bird getting injured and yep. and Roberts being dropped. And, and like now Latrell Mitchell's injured, I mean, there's a fucking crisis in the centres. New South Wales in State of Origin coming up. Then he returns in the same game. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's another thing that comes into it. You look at the injury toll that the Roosters had. Yep. And that obviously let Canberra back into the game. I don't think Canberra played poorly by any chance. They just fell into that trap of what's happening to teams at the moment playing the Roosters is they they try to match tempo with them and get frustrated when they make mistakes. You know, the, the Roosters seem to be playing that wonderful style of footy at the moment where they get out and they're like, well, you know, keep up with us if you can. Yep. And the dumb teams go, yeah, right here, we can do that. And they're not as disciplined. They don't respect the ball as much and they, they really just don't get the opportunities that the Roosters do. Yep, yep. Um, tweets this one we've got. Uh, off of Ben RL. Trell is Wolverine. Dead one minute, back the next. Some great play from the Chooks. Raiders came back strong, but not enough. Um... Raps 32 defeat the Cowboys 16. Uh, Raps 32 tries to Burgess, Murray, Turner, Walker, and Cook. Four or five conversions to Reynolds. Uh, the Cowboys 16, a double to Justin O'Neill. Again, with his rich vein, vein of try scoring form, one of the form players in the competition as far as getting over. And uh, Opasic, uh, Kahu, two of three conversions. 
Well, this song's just what? fucking. Yeah, a bit of a slaughterhouse. Yeah. What a player though, Damien Cook is. Whereas last year, you you probably would have rated him in the top top ten offensive threats in the game. And his only real skill was incredible speed out of dummy half. This season, he's come out and added short kicking games, and and I I'd guess, like to think he was more than just speed, though, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Last year, and I, and I'm not trying to oversimplify what he did, but last year that was a lot of what he was doing. It was just the speed that he was getting out of dummy half with, and he was getting in behind the ruck quickly. Yeah. And he was panicking defensive lines. He then had other players around him that could take advantage of the people, you know, not moving laterally and go into gaps. Yep. But having somebody like Damien Cook, and it's something Melbourne had been blessed with for a lot of years, is when your dummy half gets the ball, and that's realistically almost every tackle, defensive lines are now having to either pause or come up quickly based on what they think he's going to do. And when he's got that little short kicking game in his arsenal as well, yep, you may as well have another half on the field. It's an absolute fantastic thing for South Sydney. Whereas previously in, in seasons gone by, they've lived and died on, on Josh Reynolds' biscuit legs. Yes. Um, they've had the forward stocks. They've had a little bit of strike power out the back, but if Reynolds went down, that was it. This year with the, the form that Walker's in and with Cook becoming a much more creative dummy half, uh, it really does allow Reynolds to sit back and orchestrate the team. Uh, and, and they're looking much better for it. The the cows tried valiantly and they were they were just well they were just well behind yeah. you know early. Well not yep. early, you know, in the first half. And um And then they fell into that thing too of trying to push passes and yes. you know, take take the play that wasn't on for the miracle ball that uh, it just didn't work out for. Them. Righto, this week we have Thursday night at uh, the Korean Housewife, the Storm take on the Tigers. So um, just when the Tigers felt like they got a big one, uh, the Storm coming off even better form uh, than they are, and they get it at home. So, I mean, it might just kill this new uh, this new vibe for the Tigers before it even gets started. Um, Curtis Scott, after making a very successful ter- return after a couple of weeks in the, in the doldrums for uh, headbutting Quade Cooper... Uh, he's uh, injured and out. Jerome Hughes uh, is out as well. So Papin Houston comes in at fullback. And uh, then Sevy straight back into the centres. Um, the Tigers, they've got uh, Garlic Sauce comes back into the side on the bench. And so that removes Oliver Clark from the side. And uh, look... Honestly, yes, it was a great it was it was a great improvement by the Tigers for that twenty five minutes or whatever it was at the start of the game. Um, sure, they defended well uh, against the team who offered absolutely nothing at any point for the entire match. Uh, but man, they just they just fell into some in some fairly unimaginative play, and I don't think apart from gashing the Panthers three times, you know, down the same side in a couple yeah. of minutes, I don't feel that that's. The, you know, that's the kind of preparation against the Storm side that's just not going to give up any of those. Yeah, look, I, I don't either. Um, and I, I think at this point, we're just when we're going to the new round, I'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, member of Tool Nation, uh, Alexander R, 
You can find him. He's in the Facebook group. So if you go in there and and search for a member of the group, Alexander R. He uh, turned up to the meetup on Saturday. Yep. Doesn't have any socials, so he's never never interacted with anybody. Just a listener. Yep. Uh, but we convinced him to one of those unicorns doing searching for. Because there are far, yeah, far more listeners than not, we have on Facebook or Twitter. Not a unicorn at all. The, the vast majority. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's a unicorn to actually find one in the wild, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, come and interact, cunts. Um, <laughs> had a fucking great time with him. Classic dude. Just roasted us for not having diversity quotas for our listeners. Fucking <laughs> 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 great. Um, but he's been doing some work on uh, points for and against mm-hmm. and things for different teams and he's been kind enough to put that in the Facebook group and he's going to keep doing that and disclaimer, he does say punt at your own risk. It, <laughs> it, it's only historical stats and yep. historical performances may not guarantee future outcomes. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think the way West Tigers have been winning their games is commensurate to the way Melbourne have been winning their games yep. uh, and, and I don't see them getting over the top here yep. back in Melbourne. Panthers take on the Warriors. Pub slots uh, match. This one's out at Panthers Stadium. Uh, big changes for the Panthers side, of course. Uh, Dylan Edwards, uh, like a two-week amnesia where they forgot why he wasn't there. He's back. Um, presumably, he's gained confidence in reserve grade. I'm not sure. Um, so, Aikens is uh, is gone. And um, what else we got here? Michael Blake comes back into the side. Uh, Mansour is dropped. Uh, Katoa replaces Egan and Hooker. This Katoa and Egan thing is a fucking never-ending... Push and pull. Egan's injured. That's but, why. Oh my god. Yeah. It's um. E- Egan is the preferred uh, starting hooker, but he's injured. And uh, and uh, RCG has been dropped. Yep. Well, he's in the eighteen. So I guess there's nothing saying that he can't make a uh, an appearance. But uh, at this stage, he won't be playing. And um, if I, th- I think if if Ivan really wanted to send a message, he'd uh. Send send the cunt straight out of the twenty one altogether. Yeah, I don't think he has that luxury at the moment. Well, he di- he did it to Mansour, but he elected not to do it to RCG and Aikens. We're like a surgically created vagina. We <laughs> lack depth. <laughs> no changes to the Warriors at this stage, anyway. Um, so you know, winning form is good form. And look, you know, it's it's at Pan- it's at Panther Stadium. I mean, the Penrith side are, are capable. They're they're officially on notice now. Before this game last week, when they got smashed out of it very early on in the piece, they they had put together more than a good half of football in their preceding yep. two to three games. Yep. Is that going to be enough to beat the Warriors, who actually seem to be growing a little bit? Yeah, th- this game comes down to how mentally strong Penrith are. They've got the cattle on there to get out and win this game. But the opening 20 is going to be crucial. If they get onto a good start, can they keep their heads in it? And if the Warriors get up and really bring it to them, can they stay in the game mentally? That, to me, is going to be the crucial time. Um, Penrith 13+. plus. Nick Arima, he looked good in his, uh, in his first outing for the Warriors as well. And, uh, but that might have been, you know, because he felt comfortable. It was almost like a home game for him. And he still hasn't played away yeah. from <laughs> Suncorp, Suncorp yet. And he's uh, playing next to somebody who's, you know... An actual quality Better than him in half a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos take on the Roosters Friday night. Suncorp, um, 
Okay, so Jack Bird obviously gone for the ACL. Uh, so Shibasaki goes to the centers. They bring Osako back in to go on that wing. And um, Seguiaro, he's in 18. So at this stage, it's still handsome Jake Turpin in the uh, hooking role. Oh, yeah. At this stage. Uh, the Roosters. Okay, so Corden is out with concussion. Orbison comes in there. And uh, Lindsay Collins moves onto the bench. Once again, winning form is a good form. Yep. And the Broncos side, I mean, like the, the Roosters, sure, they aren't 100% at strength, but they're fucking close enough. And they're far more, they, they would need to be 50% to be a chance of losing to this Broncos side. Yeah. Um, look at this Roosters side. The depth they've got is fairly impressive. Like when, yeah. they, when they start to have forward problems, the, the young guys they're bringing in at the moment are just absolute guns getting out there and doing their job. So I can't see the, the Roosters stuffing this one up. No, not at all. Um, and I, th- I expect them to be family. family. What the fuck was that? I expect my Siri. Oh, I expect, fuck off, Siri. Um, hey, Siri, turn yourself off. Bitch, answer me. Um, I expect the Roosters to win very like handsomely as well. Uh, Titans take on the doggies at um Hope Solo. Hope Solo. Okay, so Michael Gordon's omitted. AJ Brimson goes to fullback, so that means Tyrone Roberts in six, and uh, Shannon Boyd dropped to the bench, uh, and Fotowika will start in his stead. The doggies. Okay, so. Foran and Cogger swap jerseys. Tell me. Yeah. If you're the Titans here, before mm-hmm. we get onto the dogs. Yeah. You've bought Riley Jacks into your club. Who I felt was, you know, he's very good in his appearances with the Storm. Yeah. And you persist with Tyrone Roberts. Riley Jacks just has to hang around. He'll get his chances because Roberts will be out again. I feel that if I went to an adults-only costume shop yes. and said, I would like to go to a dress-up party as a pedophile, yep. that's the mask they would give me. A Tyrone Roberts a mask. A Tyrone Roberts mask. Look at him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Fix yourself up, Gold Coast Titans. But what I don't understand. What's a, why? Yeah, but, why does that mean Riley Jack should be playing in his stead? Well, it's just I, again. I, I don't know why he's there. And Titans fans, I'm sure will tell you. Um, doggies. Okay, so Foran and Cogger have swapped jerseys. Okay, uh, Harawir and Ira returns. Uh, Reese Martin comes back into the seventeen, and. That's basically it. Oh, Fulalo comes in because Adam Elliott's out. And uh, still, Kerrit Holland and Lachlan Lewis remain out of the side in 20 and 21, respectively. Um, Future origin hopeful, Kerrit Holland. You would ex- you would expect that the Titans could win this one. It's a home game. They have a more settled lineup. The Doggies, are still, I, st- I still don't think Jack uh, Jack Cogger and uh, and Kieran Foran are the, are the combination to take them forward. They, didn't, really, they didn't offer a, a hell of a lot last week. Um, and certainly, I don't think it was anything significantly better than what Lachlan Lewis is, you know, could provide them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the plan is here. Oh, they got Ogden back in the side though too, so uh, which is which is a positive for them. 
But look, I just think, you know, it can go like the, with the Titans. Apparently, they got the reaming of all fucking reamings after the game in the sheds. Yeah, for the, okay. way, for the way that they didn't close out that game against the Sharks. Yep. Um, I guess would we'll, I guess this will this will come down to you know we'll see what Brennan's coaching is like yeah. and how the team respond to it. It's just tough with that because so much of that falls on Tyrone Peachy. Yeah. You know, so. It's one of those ones where it's like, you know, fucking, you can't have got no fucking discipline and everyone's like going, yeah, we, yeah, we, it, he yeah, doesn't. Yeah. We're all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, win as a team, loses the team, I suppose. Um, the Cowboys take on the Eels. And uh, this one's up at 1300 teeth. The Cowboys have uh, Jake Granville returning to the starting hooker role. Um, Baptiste benched. And uh, the Eels. Okay, so Sivo suspended. So George Jennings comes in on the wing. Um, Hoffman comes into the centres, replacing Michael Jennings. Will Smith starts in the half. Oh, fuck, I'm not even going to read any more of this. The Cowboys, the big home game and a big win over the Eels, and they're going to be fucking nosediving after this, getting flogged by 60 by the Storm and then, uh, and then losing to North Queensland. Fucking forget about it. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> the party's over. <laughs> the uh, I don't have a team list for Canberra and South, so they weren't up when I was uh, mm. uh, getting all this. So let me just uh, you just you can just talk about uh, this game while I go and actually see Canberra and South significant changes. It's going to be an interesting matchup, especially in the forwards. Uh, Canberra with a, a much more mobile pack these days. Um. I just think South Sydney's got a little bit more cohesion at the moment. Uh, and I think that they've got a little bit more speed and strike out wide where, where Canberra rely more so on stability and and solid plays to get their outside backs over. So I'm backing Souths. I just feel like South are, are, are the better the better travelling side at the moment. I mean, Canberra are struggling through some injuries. I mean, they're still they're still performing okay, but yeah, you can't you know can't deny like the loss of guys like BJ for what could be a long a long period of time, and uh, Bateman, who was obviously one of their best, you know, through the through the early rounds of the season. But BJ, you know, the whole the late partner combination is is gone out of the game as well. Um, Look, they've done well to cover before. I mean, it's not the first game they've you know, been without a lot of those guys. Uh, but it's too early in the year to be Canberra in Canberra. Yep. So uh, I still, I'm still going to pick on a winning form with the Rabbits. Dragons take on the Knights. And um, where the fuck is this one being played? This one must be... Is it uh, being played out in... Uh, where's Glen Willow Oval? Yeah. Where over? Mudgy. Mudgy. Oh. Okay, so. Fucking honey. Good shit. <laughs> the Dragon Squad. What do we got here? They uh, don't look to me too many changes at the moment, just from what I can see there. Um, I, haven't done, I haven't taken any notes for this one about what the ins and outs were. Look, the Dragons have had two very good halves of football to begin games in the last couple of weeks where they've looked well in control. Um... And have the game seemingly won, only to go into the sheds at halftime, uh, drink whatever fucking Jesus juice Mary's Mary's <laughs> prepared for them, and uh, gone on to lose lose the games. Uh, the Knights, look, 
Mitchell Pearce has been on fire lately. I mean, and I don't want the Knights fans to think that there's no credit forthcoming where credit is due. Mitchell Pearce yep. has been fantastic lately. Because that's where the credit is due, as 100%. opposed to putting it places in the Knights team where there is no credit due. We will give it to Mitchell Pearce. Correct. As it is due there. Correct. Like, I don't I don't foresee any, any uh, crazy steps into scoring tries following knock-ons from Mitchell Pearce this time around. Five, six, seven, eight. That's the only steps that happen in Newcastle. And they're fucking backwards, 1990s-esque fucking clubs. Uh, who's going to win? The Dragons, not to choke this week. Yeah, they are. Dragons. Sharks take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at Reclaim Australia. Okay, so this time Manly are trotting out, I guess on paper, what I, I don't know how many of these guys are going to actually play because there's a couple of players that I thought might not be back by, from injury quite so quickly. Um, but it's you know, Dylan Walker, he'll return, he'll return in jersey number three uh, at the expense of Suley, who's out injured anyway, I think with a fractured finger. Yep. Um, Lachlan Croker is, uh, has been named to make his return in the six. Uh, AFB has uh, been named to make his return as a starting prop and honestly even if it were just for Noah Blake to come back in that would be enough because uh, that would uh, the pack would line up favourably against the Sharks and I think that you know a, a Shark side that could fall into such a such a hole against a team like the Titans uh, they don't Manly doesn't allow teams to come back like that when they get it, when they get a lead, uh, Dylan Walker is going to have a gigantic game, and honestly, with his with his off season experience of beating bitches, I think he's just basically custom made training regime to take on the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah, um, I wonder if Josh Dugan will shave his ponytail off this week. He probably would if want not, to. Wouldn't I he? expect Dylan Walker to place a baby in his arms and throw him to the ground with it. Yeah, and I mean, and, and yeah, Dugan will be holding his pocket while he's holding Dugan's ponytail. Yeah, you know, all game long yeah. on the route to a hat trick. Dylan Walker hat trick, and um, big win to the Manly Seagulls on this occasion. I'm going to put it somewhere in the vicinity of 13 plus. <laughs> TV epic weekend at the Magic Round. Seven games in three days. Got to spend it with mates and finishing off with my little man. Catching up with the this week in league family was a blast. I need a holiday to get over that. Fucking Fuck catching me. up with us. Yeah. Oh, he was there two different occasions. Well, no, it was conveniently just. Happened, he happened to be there where we were the second time. Yeah. And didn't come and sit with us. Yeah, that's true. He's a fucking snob. Yeah. yeah fuck that guy. Fucking Broncos fans, man. <laughs> You're a fucking Milford. Melstar001, Brizzy, you were an absolute delight. What a fun, boozy, footy-filled long weekend with some amazing people. Special shout-out to the Twill Nation family for being such legends. And and we have uh, many such comments from people. It was a fucking great time. Um, How good is Twill Nation? Oh. The only thing associated with Penrith that put in a good performance that weekend. Absolutely, exactly. And uh, shout-out to some of the Penny. <laughs> shout-out to, shout to, our, to our mate Lazzy. Who uh, was ejected from the ground on Friday night for um, for getting into it with the Tigers fan, and uh, was, so showed more fight than any of the fucking seventeen <laughs> players who took the field that night. Special shout out to Shunter, 
who got his leave pass for one night only. To fly up, and watch the Friday night games, to, yeah. and then fl- flew back down uh, on the Saturday. Well, he works in a hospital. Yeah. I'm sure he could have had somebody hook him up to go and watch an abortion for free. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, um, yes. But yeah, uh, I guess we would just say thank you to everyone who came out. Um, it was it was uh, great. It was on a smaller scale than the grand final weekend, but I feel like the Magic weekend could definitely be be the equivalent of the grand final weekend stuff for Queensland based fans who aren't necessarily travelling to grand finals. That's it. Look, the rough thing this year was obviously Mother's Day. Yes, you know? um, and that- it always is. It's always that weekend with the double header and stuff. Like it's it has it. Yeah, it has yeah, been okay. for years. Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure the NRL. I mean, I, I, I'm sure they've got their reasons. You know, probably in terms of like proximity to origin and you know shit like that. For, for yeah, who on knows? There. It'd be great if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but it realistically, the Friday night and the Saturday into Saturday night was fantastic anyway. And that Saturday into the sat that Saturday into the Saturday night was very grand final function esque. You know, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. I mean, same sort of thing. You know, starting around lunchtime. And going to a fucking ridiculous o'clock. Oh god! Yes. <laughs> Getting over like two or something. Yes. And um, but very fun. And uh, thanks to everyone who uh, who stopped in or you know caught up with us at, at uh, Suncorp or uh, or the Caxton or anywhere else where we happened to be over and the weekend. Again, all the new people got in and mingled and yeah, yeah, and chatted. It was fucking phenomenal. So well yeah. done, well done. Um, and to all tourist one, we had a good one this week. I don't want to name him because I don't feel like I don't know if I should be doing the police's work for them. Because no. I mean, but the legend, the legend who who stuck a Twill Nation twenty nineteen sticker, a brand new one, on the back of a paddy wagon, Oof. and had a photo taken right next to it. <laughs> you know, tr- fucking <laughs> tremendous. And I'm very keen to see how many of those stickers ended up all over the place. Because yeah, they were great. And uh, yeah, and uh, and so I mean, because they actually have like the URL and stuff on them. Like, you know, the people who find the stickers start, you know, digging and doing some research and trying to figure out the person that what put it, it is, there. Yeah. But uh, it was fucking tremendous. And the stickers, the stickers go great. And, um, yeah, thanks, Legend, who I'm not going to name for putting it on the popo. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, fucking, no, just reminded me of the popo getting Mr. Wars it on Friday night for wearing the cunt hat. Yeah. It- Mr. Wars flew in from Singapore for the event. Like a champion, he is. He was wearing a Legionnaire's hat, made of a uh, of a uh, you know very thin cotton material, white yes. cotton material that had a script in cursive, cursive script. No cunt. So we've all seen that meme where the person's done the cake and it's like you know or the card for like an aunt. Yes, it was kind of like it was not not far a mile away from that. That's it. But we were walking back from um, the bar at the concourse at uh, at Suncorp. And he was pulled over by a policeman who proceeded to berate him for about a minute straight about how offensive he found the hat and how it contravened NRL code of conduct and, you know, obscenity laws and And whilst the gentleman was surely just doing his job, it would have been much simpler to just say, mate, take that off. Yeah. And then that and that was the and that was the ultimately the the end of it. Uh, you know, Sam said, "Oh, so you want me to take it off? You know, we don't yeah. need all this. Yeah, all this preamble is not necessary. I'll have it. I'll just take it off." Yes. And uh, and he did. And then, uh, but look, I was very impressed with the uh, the police presence there. 
it was very interesting to watch, it's especially the swatty ones, the you ones like s- in the tack vest. You knew when the- something was happening because they were, they, were, they were very silently and and yeah, just materialising into into mass. Yeah. Like there'd be sort of a, a raised voice somewhere. Yeah. And you'd look and around and there'd be, like, there'd be like seven of them there. <laughs> All of a sudden. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, so uh, there's our taxpayer dollars going to a good cause. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, well, we got general stuff. Uh, membership update. The cups arrived early. So the process of sending out packs has begun. I mean, I do a lot of packing and, uh, and sending of stuff just in my day-to-day uh, business stuff. So I've basically just been adding memberships to those and just sending them out as I go. Yep. Um, so I, I would anticipate they'll probably be all out the door by the end of the week. Um, so yeah, thanks for the support, everyone who's, uh, who's uh, elected to support the show via purchase of a membership. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, you make it all possible. Uh, again, getting a lot of uh, a lot of requests from people who missed the bus, and you know, can we get some you know memberships going? Once they're all out, then you know, if you, if people are serious about you know doing another small run of, of just to catch the stragglers, then I'm you know I'm I'm certainly we'll look at it. Happy to do that. I mean, we've got I know I've got extra of just about everything except for it would just require you know doing a couple more um, polos. I think so. Because uh, we've got, and for people who fall outside the XL, I think where most of the extras will reside. Um, but yeah, look, you know, send us an email, business at thisweekingleague.com if you're serious. And if the numbers add up, then we'll definitely do it. Yep. Um, that's it. Full time episode 318. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Also, facebook.com forward slash this week in league and hashtag Twill Nation group, which is uh, tremendous. And that's where it's all fucking happening in there. And it was, gr- it was, once again, it was a great resource during the magic weekend thing in terms of coordinating. Oh, and, uh, yes. you know, because a lot of people, you know, where are we? Blah, blah, blah. And how fortunate it was for us to secure that entire downstairs bar at Fritzenberger, Fritz. which is a fucking great place. Comfy lounges. Yeah. Fucking a bar just, just for us. Yeah. Um, pool tables. It's fucking tremendous. Bar girls dressed like Bindi Irwin. <laughs> um, yeah. Cleaver, you missed out. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, no iTunes reviews this week, so uh, do that if you want. Lazy fuck. Um, okay, tipping. On a blood buzz has taken the lead solo out by himself. Then we've got a, a couple of people tied on fifty-one. Lance Hardwood, Toozy, Voodoo Rock, Matt F. Never trendy, and then we go back to finish out the top ten on people on fifty, which is uh, Simon F. Claire Simo, Bargy, and Axes off, and in eleventh. So just on four and against, I'm out of the top ten, and uh, me. So uh, hide your kids, hide your wives, because I'm raping everyone in the top ten. Supercoach, it actually worked this week. Notorious POD still on top, although they have dropped, uh, you know, significantly in the overall. Um, however, they're ahead of Can't Deal Eels, Ivan's Lost Sons, Arkham Inmates, Lightning Tips, the Hot Cosbys, Turn Down for What. Nova Clarkstrian, Lav Truck Legends, and Amphi's Roosters rounds out our top 10. And uh, all those guys are in the top 3,000 of Supercoach, so congratulations. I feel my voice starting to fucking go. So that's, a, that's an interesting byproduct that I didn't expect would be happening. Genuine Express episode. I am fucked. I need to go and sleep. And I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, and, and it definitely wasn't the intention to do an Express episode, but um, fuck, I'm glad it turned out that way. We just need to not watch games every week. Imagine that. That would be. That would actually be a, a massive point of difference. Doing a doing a, a rugby league and show we'll where you don't watch us, any rugby league games. Still have us on par with Ruan Sims. 
And that would actually, can you imagine the time? I mean, because like when you're watching eight games a week, Ugh. I mean, let's like just round it up with all the fuckery. And so that's exactly. like 16 hours straight up. Yes. Then you recorded a show for another, you know, two hours, say. Yes. I mean, we literally, we could save, you know, up with 15 hours. Yeah, yeah, we that's could, a day. It, that's yeah, a waking day. A waking day. Think of how much more productivity we could achieve. I'd probably just jerk off more. Yeah, probably. <laughs> As I say, I'd, I'd 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 watch watch all the 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 footage of the of the Dylan Walker, you know, and just 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 uh, scrutinise the injuries on his misses and and retire to my chambers to consider my verdict <laughs> several times an hour. Love it. <laughs> anyway, that's it. We'll Thanks for listening, week. and we'll see you next week. <laughs>